good to be back with you. Uh, Joe and I were in North Carolina up at the Billy Graham Training Center uh, called The Cove for an intensive Bible study. It was on Philippians, and the, the uh, uh, professor from uh, Dallas Theological Seminary, his name is Mark Yarbrough, he did an excellent job. We were uh, saturated with Philippians, and guess what? Probably next this next week we'll hear a lot about Philippians coming from me and from, from Jeff. But uh, it, it is good to be back with you. Um, we spent the night out last night in Berea, Kentucky. Has anybody ever been to Berea? Oh, a few of you have. You know that Berea College is there, which is a fascinating place that uh, they, they uh, receive students who cannot afford uh, tuition, and they teach them different trades. Uh, for instance, we stayed in a, a really nice old uh, historic hotel, and they train these kids in hotel management. Uh, also, uh, they have a nice restaurant. They, they uh, uh, train the kids uh, how to run restaurants and all different kinds of things that that college does. And so it was fun to experience that. And, uh, but before we left Berea yesterday morning, we had to stop at Warren Mays Dulcimer Shop. And this is where you all go, wow. Was he there? Yes, he was there. I'm glad you asked. Now, Warren May is the premier dulcimer maker in Kentucky. So obviously, he and I had a lot in common and a lot to talk about while Joy was bored to death. But we uh, uh, got to meet him and had a good time with uh, Warren May. Um, but it's, it, it is good to be back with you. Uh, uh, Daphne, Daphne Brown, I think she was happy to see me back. She even gave me a gift today. It's a T-shirt, and she got the right size. It says Bubba size, so I know it'll fit me. And um, it's a shirt that I am going to wear. That's two things, guaranteed. I'm going to wear it, and number two, guaranteed, Joy's going to hate it. But since it sort of goes along with the message today, uh, it says, with great beard comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this shirt. But today we're going to be talking about the reality that when we've been blessed, We need to recognize that there is some solid, so solid foundations in which we stand. So as we begin this message, I want to remind you of a story that you grew up hearing many times in many different ways. It's called The Three Little Pigs. You remember that, don't you? It's a story that's been around in, in written form, published form, since 1840, but it's a lot older than that. And the phrases used in the story have actually uh, various uh, morals are drawn from it, and it is embedded in our Western culture. We even say things like, uh, uh, the wolf is at the door. I don't know what that means or where it came from. But, um, the, the story has many variations to it, but this seems to be the gist of it. And that is, it begins with three little pigs being sent out 
by their mother to seek out their, their fortune. Where the first little pig builds a house of what? You know this, don't you? Straw, that's right. He builds a house of straw, but the wolf comes along and blows it down. And the next little pig, he builds the house out of sticks. The wolf comes along, and what's he do? He blows it down. The third little pig, he builds the house out of Thanks for working with me. And the, the, the wolf couldn't blow it down. Now, each exchange between the, the wolf and the pig feature phrases. And here's where I really need your help, because you've got to finish the phrases. Are you ready? Little pig, little pig, let me come in. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll, oh, you got it, you nailed it. Now, there are other parts of this story that you very well remember. I remember, and I remember them. It's kind of gruesome. So I've decided to leave them out of the story and just look at the lessons that are learned from it. One thing is that it's important to know what you're, you're building and with what you're building. Now, Jesus told a similar story, a parable, long before the three little pigs story ever was in existence. It comes from Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27. Let's look at that story. Jesus says these words. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. <coughs> but everyone who hears the words of mine and does not put that into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his holy word. Let's pray. Lord God, speak to us through your word. Speak to our hearts, our soul, our minds. And may this witness, witness to your word be faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now this is a, a short story, a parable that Jesus tells. It has two characters. They're both a builder. One builds his house on a solid foundation of rock. The other one builds on a foundation of nothing but sand. And then when the winds and rains came up, one of the houses, the one on the solid rock, stood. The one on the shifting sands, it obviously uh, fell. It, it, it crashed. Now, you know, the, the, the moral of the story is that storms will come, and sooner or later, if you don't have a solid foundation, structure will be destroyed. Now, what we need to realize is that Jesus is telling a, this parable for a reason. The building principle applies only when building a structure such as the house or a tower or something like that. It doesn't just apply there. It also applies when we're talking about our lives talking about our city, our society, 
when we're talking about our businesses and when we're talking about our nation. Foundation matters. And Jesus, if you if you read if you read from before Matthew seven twenty four, you'll see he's sent some incredible people. Some big things that you remember from maybe years ago uh, are taught in the first part of Matthew. So if you could read through the, the words, uh, verses leading up to, to Matthew 7, you'll see a lot of these, these teachings up to 724. And then, after he gets done with this massive amount of teaching, great stuff, that's what he says. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine, these words of mine, and, and puts them into practice. It's like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. No one else stands the test of, of time. But then he says, those who hear these words and do not practice them, do not put them into practice. It's like Jesus does not leave us with anything unclear about his statement. He says that putting his words and teaching into practice is the way of the Christ follower. There's no way around it. There's no way to fake it. There's no way to hear the words and not do something about it. You've got to do both. You've got to make it part of your life. And when you do, when you do, there becomes this solid foundation that impacts your life, but also also has the opportunity to impact your family, your community, your, your businesses, your, your relationships, and the nation. So today we're going to look at, at a couple of foundations, actually one built on the other, to make a real solid foundation. But I must admit, as I'm sure all of you, is that life will bring about storms. That's guaranteed. Storms are going to come. Storms have already hit your lives if they've hit mine. And you know very well that they will come again. They're going to come. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be difficult times. Joy and I were up at, at, at uh, the Cove, and it's in a beautiful mountainous area near Asheville, North Carolina. And she's been there like about five years in a row, and this is only my first time to be there to explore it. And she's always told me about hiking there and how strenuous it is. And, you know, I do a lot of hiking when I go on vacation in North Carolina. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to scale uh, uh, large mountain pa uh, passages and, and trails. And so I do a, a, a lot of strenuous hiking. And so when she said that these paths were, or trails were pretty strenuous, I, I was basically, yeah, right, you're a girl. I don't get mad. I just, that's, that's okay to mind, you know. She's hiking by herself. I just, you're a girl. I, you don't know what tough paths are. So we decide to go to the Overlook, uh, which is about three miles up the mountain. And uh, we start up, and it's pretty steep. Uh, the path is, is pretty good. It, it's a kind of a gravel path, and that was pretty nice. But it was a pretty steep path. And about a mile up, 
that we came upon this child. Now, I've, I've got to tell you that I, I'm, I'm not in the greatest of shape, and uh, I'm still recovering from the bike accident that I had in May. Um, so the, if that looks a little hazy, it's because the picture taker was a little hazy. Um, but that's, that's a sign that told us of what's coming. And they call it the old spring trail. And so we start up that, that trail. And, you know, a lot of mountain paths, they have these things called drip backs. If you go up a mountain this way. I don't think they know how they knew how to do that when they built it. You go this way. I mean, you, you just you feel like you're going like this. And this thing is about a mile and a half long, this, this old spring trail that, that's going up. And, and water had, had uh, been, the rain had come down and washed out a lot of the trail. And so you're having to, to, to work around that. And, you know, you, you, you start up a trail like that. And your legs start talking to you. You know, you're breathing hard, and you feel your your your, your pulse, and you realize, you know, I'm, I'm, my heart's beating pretty fast. And and your legs, you know what your legs are saying? They're saying, "What are you doing? This hurts." And 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 you you know you you uh, I think I think the the Billy Graham Association did this on purpose. Because when you're climbing a trail like that, you're bound to talk to God. You just are. Like, Lord, why did you let me do that? Why didn't you remind me of my age? Why? This, this, is, this is not fun, Lord. You know, you're, you're, you're talking to God the whole way up. And, and uh, we, we finally get up to the top of the, the, the old spring trail, which means we're about a mile from the, from the overland. And off in the distance, we hear this sound like thunder. And it was thunder. And so we, we, uh, we knew a storm was going to come anyway. Oh, we're this close. Let's just keep going. Well, as we kept going up the mountain, which was still, you know, a relatively steep, steep uh, climb, the thunder kept getting closer, and it got darker, and the wind picked up. But we were close to the top, folks. We were close to the, we were so close to the top that we kept going. We started sprinkling a little bit, but we were so close that we kept going. We got to the to the point where we could we could see. We weren't all the way to the lookout, but we were up to the top of the peak, and we could see through the trees. And we noticed we couldn't see a thing because it was so clouded up. We couldn't see a thing. And the rain was picking up a little faster. And Joe said, you know, I think we better go back down. I said, I think that's a good idea. And so we started back down, and then it started pouring. Before we went 100 yards, we were just totally soaked. Trees were no protection at all because the, 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 the rain was so, so intense. And uh, <clears throat> we started back down the old spring trail. And, and, that's when I, and that's when I found out why they call a trail a trail. 
but it ends up being a massive river as it, you know, in, in the water, you know, it's running, the water's rushing down there, and they're trying to, not to, you know, they're hopping over, over the stream, trying to get down the mountain, and, and we, we, we safely got down the mountain. Now, at, at the cove, they do something. They, they give you, they want you to take a walkie-talkie if you're going to be out on the trail. And <coughs> the best of my ability of thinking, the way of thinking, is they want you to have a walkie-talkie so if you get lost or eaten by a bear, they'll know. Okay. So I went to turn in the walkie-talkie after um, we got down. It still rang. The lady looked at me and smiled and said, did you get wet? Yes, we got wet. But you know what? There are storms in life, and sometimes they they can knock you off the trail. They can make the trail difficult. They can actually keep you from achieving your final goal. And so at those times, it's easy to give up. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to lose the reality that you have a, a solid foundation. Now, two days later, it was clear. Only a 15% chance, chance that it would rain, so we decided to risk it. And it was Joy's birthday, and we decided to go ahead and climb once again. But we were going to be smart because we were already sore and everything from the, the hike. There is another way around. It adds about a mile to it. It makes it about a four-mile hike. But you can actually go around to avoid the old stream crossing. So we were going to do that. And so we were hiking and hiking and hiking, and we took different trails. As Joy was pointing out which ones to take to get to, get to, the, uh, to the trail we need. And we're hiking, and it you know, seemed kind of steep. But I thought, well, you know, we are going up a mountain. And then, all of a sudden, I come to this sign. Joy, what are you doing? Oh, we must have taken the wrong turn. We were at the bottom of Old Spring Trail again. And it had been way too much to, to avoid that and go back down. So we went back up Old Spring Trail, puffing and puffing, and my legs screaming at us again. We finally, finally made it up to the lookout. really doesn't do it justice. We made it to the top on Joy Peak. And I want you to know that the, that the difference is worth the upside. Especially if you have a firm foundation. Don't give up. In your life, remember there are going to be storms. There are going to be steep hills to climb. There's going to be dense fog. There's going to be times when you just don't feel like going forward. And in those times, how can you 
go through those kind of things and still stay in the faith. And still stay in the same Bible foundation. So I just want to cover a couple points. Number one, is to remember your salvation. Now our nation has a solid foundation. But it's important for us to realize what created that solid foundation as a nation. Most of the founding leaders of our country honored God and saw the importance of founding the country on biblical principles. In other words, our foundation of our country is on the foundation of biblical principles. Did you know that? Of the 56 who signed the Declaration of of Independence, nearly half held seminary or Bible school degrees. They were unapologetic about their faith in God and and provided our country with a firm foundation. Our first president, George Washington, this is something that he stated. While we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion. The distinguished character of patriots, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christians. Christian people. Patrick Henry, first governor and the, and the sixth governor of Virginia, he's the one that uh, spoke some time before us. And Joy and I took a, a short long time because we wanted, we wanted to stand on some of the founding leaders of of our country here. We, we, we found places to stand with George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. We, we searched out a church in Richmond, Virginia with Pastor Henry sitting in it. And we said those words. I know not what others do. But as for me, says Henry, give me liberty Those words shot across the world and started a movement that created a church. And this was something else that Patrick Henry said. He said, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religion, but on the gospel of for this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship in this country. Doesn't that sound like a strange foundation? Our nation was established with a belief in God, a belief in freedom, and in the rights of the individual, and a constitutional rest on godly principles. That is a strong, solid foundation. Now, number 
do. It's not going to be news to you for me to say that this foundation of our country is under attack. It's under attack. But the reality is, folks, it's always been under attack. Storms will always come onto the foundations of which we build. One person has described this time in this way. He said a person cannot talk about God without the fear that somebody somewhere might be offended. A student is told not to pray in school because it's offensive in, in, a class, in our culture. Ten commandments are removed from justice today. The words under God has been challenged in being present in the cultures of belief. Christian backgrounds of politicians are a hindrance rather than a positive attitude. Nativity scenes are removed from Times Square. Christmas and Easter school breaks are called winter and fall breaks. Good Friday is now a future work day rather than a holiday. Now suffice it to say, times are different than they were 50 years ago. 30 years ago, even 10 years ago. And yet, our nation is going through a stormy time. But storms in life will test foundations every time, but they happen throughout the year. I want you to think of what our country has gone through throughout the year. And all the times that that foundation has been tested and attacked. Now, folks, we can we can do what seems to be pretty popular today, and we can we can fight each other, or we can ignore the restoration of God. And if we think of a country that has a foundation underneath its foundation of the rock solid. Second Chronicles 7, 8. This is what God says. It's, it's at the time when the, the temple is built. And, and, uh, there's a reminder that you know, people, there will be a time. There will be times that people go astray and, and the, the storms will come. And, and he, says, he says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Protect us 
those of you who seek to be Christ-like, we need to humble ourselves. We need to pray. We need to seek God's face. Before we as a church or individuals go forward, we need to understand that humility is a part of who we are. Humility is Before we can do any good works of God, before we can build anything of significance in our lives or as a church, we need to properly go before God. That's what Thursday night's about. And that's why Joe and I are continuously encouraging all of you to pray. Pray every pray at, at noon, pray every day. And then seek God's face. The best way to understand it is to seek what God draw closer to God. Jesus, Jesus said that if, if, you, if you hear my word and you act upon it, you're actually seeking God's favor. Now, 2 Chronicles 7, 14 goes on to say that this is what God will do. If we humble ourselves, pray, seek God's favor, God will do these things. He will hear our prayers He will forgive our sins. And He will heal us again. You know, as I read that, that, that's a pretty good deal. And I would encourage you to join me in the process of praying, seeking God's favor, and moving back to Him. And helping as we we recognize that, that we are on solid ground with God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for an opportunity to celebrate the birth of this nation on the 4th of July. But help us to see the solid foundation on which we stand. Not only as as a country, but as Christians. And let us uh, go forward from here truly seeking to, to not only hear your word, but to act upon it. Love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.